Mercedes-Benz in Australia has 26 models in its lineup, more than most other brands. Market leader Toyota, for example, has just 20. I tend to think of the Mercedes range as being dominated by large luxury cars, but their top seller is their small medium-sized C-Class. Their second best seller is their small A-Class, but the one that surprised me coming in in third place was the grouping of the C-Class Coupe and Convertible. Of course, they called the convertible a cabriolet. I asked David McCarthy, Mercedes-Benz Senior Manager, Public Relations, Product and Corporate, why such a niche car should be selling so well. Uh, look, David, I think, um, one, the accessibility of the cars, the, the price brackets they're sitting in, the range of cars, so, uh, you know, from four-cylinders to uh, diesels to V6s, to the two AMG models um, gives people an enormous choice. So uh, the price bracket, you know, you're going from seventy thousand to about one hundred and ten, with quite a few stops in between. So people have a choice. Um, I particularly think the design of the the coupe and the cabrio um, they're beautiful cars, um, and that's obviously um, you know people are noticing them. But I think the value equation also is, is getting them there as well as the range. Do you think we're moving into a, a even more time where uh, we are buying cars not just on their um, uh, solid status but as a really an art form? Do you think that we there is a, a, a strong movement to cars being, I won't say bling, but you know, being much more to do with um, stylish representation rather than just a name and a reputation. Absolutely. I mean, good design um, sells itself. You know, people can see that the, you know a lot of thought has gone into the design. It's contemporary, but it's it's also a design that I don't think is going to age. So. People can see that. Um, it's a bit like Frank Lloyd, Lloyd Wright's architecture. Um, I was recently in the States and I saw one of his houses. Um, which, oh, how long ago would it be, David? Is it, you know, it'd be 50, 60, 70 years. And it is still a very contemporary looking house. So I think in vehicle design, it's the same thing. If you go for fads, it's good at the time, but doesn't stand the test of time your mercedes is actually doing in, in the first quarter of the year very well some of the uh, other luxury brands not so much uh, do you feel that you are um uh, stepping ahead of the market even more um i don't think good taste has a limit <laughs> um it's a very competitive market. Um, last month, March, was our best month ever in Australia. Um, as a brand, it's the first time in memory that we actually outsold the total of our two nearest competitors. But again, it is a competitive market, and our product offering, uh, we have well over 100 models in our in our range. So... Again, it's the breadth of the range that does it, and I think the design and the value equation, um, we don't tend to look at what our competitors are doing. Um, we concentrate on our game. 
the idea of having a wide range gives people both a sense and a reality of being able to be more specific, to be able to more personalise their car. Is that uh, an increasingly important issue? It is, but every model has to stand on its own wheels, um, depending on where it sits in the, in the price strata. Uh, it has to support itself. Pretty much under $150,000, a model has to do 100 a year to justify um, us having it in the catalogue. An example of that is the upcoming E-Class all-terrain wagon. Um, we've done relatively small numbers of E-Class estates before. Uh, we've managed to do 100 a year, but it's, it's always been difficult. I think the addition of... Uh, I think the all-terrain will attract those existing E-Class estate buyers and bring a few more in, and for people that actually don't want an SUV. So I feel quite good about the sales projections for that vehicle. Um, and again, if or equally, if you don't offer a vehicle, and particularly where your competitor has a vehicle, if you don't offer one, you lose that customer, if that's, if that's the sort of vehicle they want. So there's always a risk in that, that you have to balance that and you have an existing car park of owners for that style of vehicle. Their expectation is it will continue. So you've got to balance that with the need, you know, you need some volume uh, to pay back the investment in compliance and parts and training. So it's, it's always, you know, with the lower selling models, it's always a challenge, but we, you know, we balance that with the fact that there are existing owners of that model that expect that car to continue to be available. At, uh, while selling the 100, it is a financial imperative to complete the range. You might have some almost hero cars that do that co you cover? Absolutely. And, and at the top of each model range uh, sits an AMG. Now, last year we did just over 5,000 AMGs. That gives us a um, huge advantage with, with headquarters, but again, the range there is quite large. We expect this year to probably do 6,000 AMGs. Currently, AMG is running at just over 20% of our volume. Now, there are brands out in the market that don't do those numbers. Um, so... As a brand alone, it can stand on its own, but it does sit at the top of each model range. Are you doing many AMGs in the coupes and convertibles? Are the yes. Currently, our biggest selling C-Class AMG is the, is the C63 coupe. <laughs> That's the best of all worlds, isn't it? A, a, a coupe with... Oh, I think so. I reckon, yeah. I... <laughs> I mean, it's it's a beautiful car. It's it's beautiful as well as being brutish. Um, you know, incredible road holding and and dynamics and performance as as well as uh, beauty. So yeah, it's a really it's a pretty special combination, to be honest. And that was David McCarthy from Mercedes-Benz Australia. The whole interview is available on our website at drivenmedia.com.au.